Alright, so I'm starting to get a little worried about things. Um, and the reason is, is because I was just thinking about, like, the inauguration, right? And all the shit that, like, has to do with, like, setting all that shit up, you know? And Trump's just, like, not gonna do anything about that, you know? I feel like... Like, who's in charge of all that shit to get all this thing's stuff set up so that that event could even happen? Um, and if it, you know, I just feel, you know, I feel like, I, I just feel like it's not going to get set up right. And it's just, you know, something's going to happen as we get closer there then. And I just feel like if it doesn't happen, then there could just seriously be like something where Trump just like refuses to leave and he just becomes the next president because, yeah, I mean, nobody's doing anything about it, you know? That's what I fear. I don't. What? What the fuck are you talking about? No. What? What do you mean what? Like, I'm saying, like, there's there's an event that needs to happen. Are you saying that because the party planning committee doesn't, like, organize the party correctly that we just will continue to have the same president because they didn't give him, like, enough cake? Um, no, I just feel like it's all about, like, you know, the... It's not, yeah, I just feel like if there's not an inauguration that happens because parties on both sides refuse to, like, get together and plan it or whatever, like, I mean, a lot could go wrong with that or or, or Trump refusing to to work with anyone to, like, let it happen, you know what I mean? If there's very, no inauguration. Very, very different things. You're talking about, so are you talking about how there's a lack of a transition happening, or are you talking about how no one is planning the event of the inauguration? I guess both. So They are both completely different things. If American democracy is so fragile that Biden's birthday party doesn't go off correctly, that he just doesn't become president, then America deserves to burn. Right, but I'm saying, let's say the the Democrats and everyone are trying to, like, plan that event to make it happen, right? To make an actual thing happen. I guess, I guess it's different because I guess if nothing, if he refuses to, like, allow, like, an event to happen, what could happen would, would just be that, like, um, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court just get together with Biden on some random spot with a with a fucking camera facing them and he you know and then they could just do the uh, oath of office or whatever without having an event but i i'm just like i'm finding it hard to see like um the party on the side of like trump i'm guessing they work together to make this thing happen right i don't know i'm not sure that's why i was just wondering um but like i don't know i just feel like yeah, and the lack of transition. I mean, it's amazing because, like, as soon as Trump was elected in 2016, Obama was like, come on over to the White House. Let's just get this over with. You could tell he was annoyed by it, but, like, at least something happened. You know what I mean? Like, this is totally... I don't know. What happens when he just doesn't... If he refuses and refuses and, like, doesn't work together to make anything happen and just, like, pretends like it's not happening? Like, pretends that he's just the next president? And then whoever's supposed to come in and kick him out on January 20th just doesn't do it. Why would there's no, also but, but, no but event. Why would no one do it, though? That's, like, what I'm not understanding with this whole whatever you're trying to do right now. 
Like, or do you think First that off, that? I'm not, but like, I'm not but like, doing it. I'm no, just having like, a discussion. But like, do you think like, that Biden wouldn't want to come over because he wasn't invited by Trump? Like, I just don't understand. I, I, uh, I I'm just don't get I'm it. imagining a scenario where because Biden's coming from a spot where he's not actually in power, he's just the president elect. Mm-hmm. So he can say he's president all he wants, but as long as like. Uh, as long as Trump refuses to allow it to happen, and then if if but Trump can't refuse to allow it to happen is the thing. So I don't know what you're worried about. It's out of his hands. Right, but he doesn't have Trump- any. He doesn't have any authority to be like, this isn't happening. I'm canceling the event. I'm just going to sit here some more. The federal marshals will take him out if he doesn't want to go. That's the thing. Is like, will they? Why they would? Will? But but why wouldn't they? Is the other thing. But like there, there is no, there is no legal avenue for him to refuse to leave, and then continue to hold any recognized power. It's just, it's, it, I mean, like it's just impossible. Like there, there is no way for him to just cross his arms and be like, hmm, I'm not going. And then like that actually is a thing, because everyone's already expecting that to happen. And we were already seeing the early stages of that, like with him. Refusing to allow any transition team to come in, like not forwarding any calls or emails. Like, we're already seeing this, and Biden has, from what I can tell, done a decent job of sidestepping that anyway by just going around Trump and literally being like, This has nothing to fucking do with you, dog. So, like, if you won't do it, I'm just going to go to the other people, like, in government. Like, it, I mean, it's just going to hurt the American public. Like, was it you I was talking to where part of the 9-11 commission, like, cited Bush v. Gore as a reason why national security was fucked up before 9-11? Um, no, it wasn't me. Yeah, but yeah. that's, like, a whole thing where, like, yeah. in the fucking Warren Commission or whatever, they, like, they said that because, like, Bush didn't have, like, all that transition time to, like, prepare and get his people in there that it like cost them valuable time and like getting his like you know uh fucking national security people up to date and so like it left a large enough window to where like shit could slip through the cracks like we will more than likely have like some crazy shit happen during biden's first two years because of the lack of attention given to the transition team during like yeah and it it seems like that he's not going to be able to get any cabinet members in you know it looks like mitch mcconnell's just going to stagger that from happening and then like, but that's also uh, a thing too. Where like, I, I, I honestly think a lot of that. I think a lot of that is just like weird, like liberal fear baiting at this point. Like, yeah, we have never seen an instance where the Senate just blanketly, again, like crosses their arms and says, "I'm not doing it." Like, I don't think that that, like, in the event that that could happen, then that would just cause like its own constitutional crisis where we start having executive orders. Or they're just going to do what Trump already has done, lest we forget, and just assign everybody as interim whatever, or acting whatever. So they never get the official title, but they're still in there doing the job. Right. Like, it, like that's just like what, I mean, it would be fucking stupid. I don't think anything the same, past like, the government like, at this point. It's like, what's the, what's the point, right? I mean, I mean, what's the point of even having... Uh, if you could, if you could do what Trump did, which is assign everyone acting, uh, acting this and acting that, like, what's the point of even having a, a Senate confirmation uh, thing? You know. Well, there is no point. I mean, like, and that's yeah. like the the one beauty of 
the Trump administration and he has sort of laid bare all of like the unnecessary pomp and circumstance involved with like American politics. Like you don't need to have these confirmation hearings if you have, you know, one part of like or if you have like the Senate or you have like the House, like, it, it, you know, stacked in one favor or the other. Like it doesn't like all of this stuff is just ceremonial at this point. Like it doesn't right. fucking do anything like you can just say people are whatever the fuck you want. And then, like, by the time that, you know, anybody gets to doing anything about it, like, the damage has already been done. Yeah. There's no Did such re- things as checks and balances anymore. Yeah, it doesn't seem so, right? No, it's, there's not. It seems like that's kind of, uh, you know, something of the past. A lot of things are of the past. You know, passing laws are of the past. Now it's just executive orders, and then whoever the next guy comes in, they just undo all those executive orders and put in new executive orders. It's like, you know... Everything's different now. Um, well, it's just sort of like laid bare the fact that none of this shit fucking works. Yeah. And it like hasn't worked for a long time, but like, you know, up until recently, there were so many different like stops along the way that all this legislation and bullshit had to go to that like we all knew that it was fucked, but we just never knew where to point the blame because there's so many hands it passes through. But now like. It's been like just completely like out in the open, like made to be out in the open. Like, yeah, everything fucking sucks, and none of this shit is real, and none of it matters. Like, there's like seven old dudes that decide the fate of the country, and it just depends on like their blood sugar that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's, a, it's I miss the good old days when the House would pass something, and then it would go to the Senate, and the Senate would be like, "We're the Bolsheviks." Podcast makes me realize how much I don't fucking know. Talking about how he's gonna put a boot in your ass because it's the American way. That was fun. That was tight. I will. I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna I'm in this, man. I'm in it to win. Historical trolling is the funniest shit. Oh, never gonna have sex again. Alright, we're done. I'm ending it. I'm ending it. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I guess I'm I'm just a little worried, and I guess it is kind of like the the baiting of like a lot of things online being like what are Trump's options? And it's, you know, it's a lot of, it, uh, there was an interesting point about like how during, it seems like when it, when it was apparent that Biden was going to win, the mainstream media kind of did something it's never done before, which is kind of either turn the cameras away from Trump when he was starting to say inaccurate things or literally cut away and list all the things that he's saying that were wrong. You know what I mean? Um, and they've never really done that before, which is kind of weird. Um, I mean, you could easily point out that they've never really had to before. Like, we've never really had, like, a president like Donald Trump. And I understand that that's, like, not, like, a very academic point to make, right? But it's still, like, we well, don't... His presidency is going to be something that people are going to study for ages. So, I mean, it is, I mean, it's it's just something that, isn't like new to say we don't know how to deal with trump because we've never had someone like trump and most of american politics are dealt in precedent and we've never had you know a president that is addicted to twitter like we've never had like this foul mouth crass like dude in the oval office like we've never had all these things and so no one knows how to fucking deal with him he's not even just addicted to twitter he's addicted being praised right he's addicted to like uh 
losing or I'm sorry, being a, he's addicted to not losing or addicted to winning, right? Like um and it's just kind of crazy to see that kind of uh, that someone like that because we all know people like that right but to see that person like in charge of the free world has been you know both exciting and scary at the same time i mean the good thing Um, is that he has made it so that america is no longer quote in charge of the free world anymore so now we can kind of eliminate mm -hmm. that like whole talking point about how we're like some bastion of freedom like trump has again laid bare the fact that we aren't shit and we're Mm -hmm. you know the fire nation or whatever where we are the evil empire Yes. It's it's just it's just been nice having Trump around to like he has bec- he is like this self-fulfilling prophecy of like American like ideology where like he is for Americans what the rest of the world has viewed America for a very long time. You know, because like every anytime you talk to anybody who's like from outside of the U.S., they're just like, "Yeah, you guys are kind of fucking monsters and pigs and gross and fat and you know assholes and rude." But you know, we've always had these like, you know, fucking Obama like cool presidents, uh, Clinton cool president, like weird teddy bear George W. Bush in hindsight. Like, there's we've never had this like man in office who represents like the id of America in such a way to where it's like. It's, like, profoundly psychological when you really think about, like, the character of Donald Trump and how he really reflects, like, the slimy negative aspects of American culture in such a way that, like, he really is, like, the the closest thing we're going to have to, like, a populist president. Yeah, and the fact that he became so popular because of it, and and it really shows that at least least half the country is really keen on, like being into that like they really love him they are attracted to that cruelty who is donald trump uh which you know i was kind of thinking about this the other day like we know how president trump governed in today's world but like what about when he was just kind of like a normal businessman maybe before the apprentice like in the early 90s or the late 80s what if he became president then do you think he would have kind of governed the same way do you think he would have been this lambastic and this this kind of like um uh aloof of a guy who governs based off of whatever he's thinking that day or do you think he would have actually tried to be one of those normal ass presidents he would probably be more of like a normal shitty rich dude president because he hadn't been tainted by reality television fame yeah, he that's a good point. He wouldn't have been a celebrity who got into office. He would be a businessman who got into office, and he would approach it more of, I'm going to run this like a business as opposed to, I'm going to run this as part of my like reality show media empire. And again, like I, not even again, but he would view it more as like a business transaction and less of like a media business thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, and, yeah. And there's, like, a ton of documentation of his, like, shady business practices and how, you know, he was a fucking slumlord. Like, all he had all the makings for a president, like, when he was younger. Like, he was doing all the same shit that all these other, like, rich guys who eventually ascended into the highest, you know, positions of power got to. It's just that he waited until after he was a celebrity, and so he was tainted by Hollywood. 
Yeah, no, you make a good point. It's just like uh, when I when I look back to like old interviews, he just doesn't seem like the same person he is now. And, you know, that could easily be the fact that because he was on The Apprentice um, and then people reacting to. Well, he's uh, his, a character now. I think yeah, that he's he a character. He stopped exactly. being a person probably around the first or second season of The Apprentice. Yeah. You know, like like honestly, like once he started doing like his guest appearances on the WWE and like like all that like that's when he 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 is no I don't think that many people know who Donald Trump the man is. I don't even think he knows who Donald Trump the man is anymore because he's been Donald Trump the person for so long. Yeah. Like honestly, like I I don't think that anyone would be able to recognize the president like as Donald Trump if they knew Donald Trump when he was like 20 or 30. Yeah. You know, not no, saying that he right. was like a good guy who turned bad. I think he's obviously always been a huge piece of shit. I just think that his his ego has been just exponentially inflated since the apprentice and so now he's just this perfect storm of like shitty, terrible New York businessman, which again, in and of itself is a terrible demographic of human being. And then you mix that perfectly with shitty, terrible reality TV star guy, you know, and then you fucking smush them together and you have the 2016 presidential candidate, Donald Trump. Yeah. Cause he really has all the bad parts of a celebrity and a businessman and none of the good parts. Like we we talked about this before. Like he's not good at business, and he's not no. good at like his public image. Like objectively, well, then, then what is it about him that he is that that he can pull all these? Is it just charisma? Just solidly, just only solely charisma? It's because Americans are fucking used to terrible dudes in charge, and so we all. It's that it's it's a very grim and depressing comfortability. That's a that's a word, right? Like, we are comfortable with, like, shitty old men in power. And so we look at Donald Trump, and he is everybody's racist uncle, everybody's worst boss, everybody's crotchety neighbor. Like, he fits so many archetypes. Even though we don't like him, we are all comfortable with him because we have dealt with characters like him for our entire lives. American media and film and TV is filled with, with the Donald Trump. That's the thing that I don't get about America and Americans. It's like they want to see someone that's just like them in a thing of an authority, which doesn't really make any sense. I, I feel like other countries realize that there's people in authoritative positions or in government um, that belong there because they are different than them. Uh, and with America, it's kind of like, Oh, I feel like I want someone like me in office. I want someone who's just going to hold up a fish in a picture. I want that person to be, you know, in charge of things that, you know, can really make a difference in this country. And, yeah. and it's weird how America, I don't know what that says about America. Like, why can't you realize that there are people that should be not better than you, but that should be uh in a position that you're not qualified for. I feel like Americans just feel like they're qualified for everything. It seems like, you know. It's weird. I mean, just like at the end of the day, like Donald Trump is a piece of shit and everyone sees 
not everyone, but his, at least his supporters see themselves in Donald Trump. Which is weird too, because, well, because he's we all know, not a normal person, right? But there's he's a like, lot of self-loathing a, involved with being an American. Yeah, we all fucking lot, hate ourselves, know, and we hate our dads, and we hate our uncles, and we hate our family, and we hate our bosses. Well, I, I feels like it's 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 kind of the same way that you know, uh, there's a lot of poor people that love Donald Trump, and it's because they see themselves as one day maybe becoming a millionaire or billionaire. Well, that's why, yes, exactly. That's why we will never have any type of class consciousness in America. Right. And back in the civil war times, uh, there were poor whites who didn't have enough money to own slaves, but they still supported the slave owners. Um, and the Southern whites, uh, that were rich because they saw themselves as one day, maybe being rich enough to own a slave one day. Well, that's the uh, and just, that's the inherent lie of the American dream, you know, bootstrap theory, whatever the fuck you want to call it, to where like we are told from the youngest age imaginable, if you you know, if you work hard, you will one day be rich, which is a fucking lie, which is 100% which used a lie. to be kind of true, right? No, it wasn't. Kind it, of. it used to be you could work hard and be remotely comfortable yes it but wasn't now that you work you, hard no. and you can live at your parents house and like kind of try and save money and then just you know that's my situation at least well yeah i mean you know we can talk about and a how lot of people no i know reason, situation well there's no reason why you work 40 hours a week and aren't able to afford your own dwelling like that's just fucking exactly. ridiculous but no like yeah americans are raised to believe if you work hard you'll get what you want and then People want to be rich because we are conditioned to believe that rich is good. The more money you have, the better you are. The less money you have, the worse you are. And that's why so many people are opposed to socialism. That's why so many people defend capitalism, defend rich people, is because they don't want to admit that, you know, they were raised on this false notion of you know, capital accumulation being the end goal of the human experience. That's a lot of it, too, because I feel like there's a lot of Americans that have to realize they voted for Trump and then he got in and literally did nothing for them. Um, and it's just like it's also just the they aren't humble enough to to admit that they might have been wrong. So they go full throttle in the direction of being even more wrong because they just can't admit to themselves you know that that they're wrong that's the number one thing you you don't want to commit is being wrong in this country you know well no what well, it's not even that you don't want to is that most people are physically incapable or mentally incapable emotionally incapable of admitting that they were wrong and you know and that's why I people like trump is because whenever you tell trump he's wrong what does he do he blows a raspberry and sticks his middle finger up and tells you to go fuck your mother and people like yeah. that. They think that that makes him strong or cool or, you know, whatever the fuck. Like, he's, he's doing it right now and literally saying, I won the election I like mean, over, the, over the weekend. I will say, credit where credit's due. Um, I think that most of the people that I know, like, personally, in air quotes, that are, like, Trump supporters are pretty much split in half between the people who were like, I'm angry because we lost, but, like this sucks, this is going to suck, blah, 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 you know, versus the people who are like, he didn't lose, we're not going out without a fight, you know what I mean? So, like, 
I don't well, think across the board Trump supporters are like, no, 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 I can't hear you because we won. But I think you're totally you're totally right about that. And that's kind of something that the media it's the media's fault for kind of like blowing up this narrative uh, again, because when they do the poll, it's something like what only like like maybe I think it's 30 percent of the country believes that Trump won. And then it's like 80 percent of Republicans think that. Biden actually won, but they're just kind of like, you know, upset about it. But, you know, it's the polls kind of show that that's the case. It's a very, uh, not very many people actually think that voter fraud caused Trump to lose and then he actually won. You know what I mean? Nobody actually think not, not a big group of people think that, you know? Well, no. And, and that's because like, it's fucking stupid. Like, sorry, like, I I will be very, very clear. If you think that Trump lost because of voter fraud, you are fucking stupid. Yeah, you're a fucking idiot because it's just, just open your eyes like, oh, yeah. So what about all the states that Trump won? Oh, those states did it right. There was no voter fraud. Well, that's why. Oh, and then he lost in these states. So that's the one where there was fraud. Like, what do you come on, man? Well, that's why this shit is a fucking joke. Well, that's why, like, all this shit is a joke, because what 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 did Trump want to do? Stop the vote. Stop the vote count in some states while recount in other states and keep on counting in other states. It's like it's just fucking stupid. It's a troll. That's a troll for sure. No, I mean, it's just a sore loser. And honestly, like, I don't understand why people are giving so much energy to this. Because we all knew from the jump that Trump was going to be the villain in an 80s ski movie. That is who he is. Mm-hmm. He is the fucking rich kid who is the villain of the movie about a swim team. Like, that is who he is. He is the Cobra Kai kids. Like, that is 100% his personality. So, obviously, he's going to do everything he can to prevent himself from looking like a loser, even if he does lose. And we're, exactly. we're seeing it. We've seen it the entire time. But you time. become an even bigger loser when you can't admit defeat. He doesn't you know? care about that, I mean, though. Like, you, yeah. And that's another thing that is like a very big fallacy with like the modern lib or like the modern Democrat, is they try to like guilt or shame Trump or the Republicans into doing the right thing. Like They're completely immune to that shit. Like, that just doesn't work. And that's the reason why the Republicans always win. Yeah, they don't fucking care. Because they don't give a fuck, and they do what needs to be done. And this isn't me being like, they're evil, and they don't care. But no, but it's like, that shit just, like, has never worked on them, and it will never work. Like, they are not, like, that's why you get made fun of for being a bleeding-heart liberal, is because, like, they don't care about that stuff. Like, you cannot use these same metrics to, like, fuck with them. They don't care. The ends justify the means all day for them. They don't care. You know, that's the whole like fuck your feelings like Trump thing. Like it, it, even if you don't agree with it, it is an effective way to run these campaigns. Is you're not bogged down by all this like you know superficial stuff, although their only platform really is culture war stuff. But like you're never going to be able to like shun a fucking Republican. You're never going to be able to no like way, yeah. beat your racist uncle by guilting him into admitting that he's a bigot. It just does. It just rolls off their fucking back. Right. It can be. It's very frustrating when someone like when you're, you know. But when, don't let it be frustrating. 
Like, right. you just have to just, I mean, you know, you just have to fucking acknowledge that, like, it's just not going to happen and find another tactic or you just lean into it. Like, that's all right. you can really do. Like, there's no point in exerting all that extra energy into, like, having these, like, philosophical and ethic debates with your fucking parents about how they're in the wrong for voting for fucking the Republicans. Like, it's not going to fucking happen. You know, the Republicans won this election. 100%. They won. They the Republicans won. They won down ballot. The the progressives eked out a little bit of a victory that only other progressives care about because all the Medicare and the Democrats for all almost people, lost the House. The I Democrats mean, lost across the board. The Democrats yeah. fucking lost. The people who lost in this election were the Democrats and they were Trump. The Republicans won and the progressives made people realize that they are around. But no one even cares about them except for other progressives right now. Right. You know, but like, that's just how it is. Like when people talk about like how the election was fake and it was fraud and all this shit, like you dumb motherfuckers do realize that the Republicans fucking cleaned house, right? Like you and that's stupid what, fucks. What I, said, what I said before is like, they need to just chill the fuck out. Like stop being so goddamn greedy. Yeah. Shut the you fuck the up. Court, Trust Mitch McConnell. He knows what he's doing. You stupid fucking yeah. idiots. Yeah. Like, you guys got two fucking Supreme Court seats. You have the fucking Senate. Like, Democrats lost in the House. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, down ballot, you guys cleaned the fuck up. Yeah. Yep. Like, shut the fuck up and enjoy it, because you guys have four years to not burn this country down. Right. Like, honestly. Like, and then, like, also, you are fucking primed for a huge... I'm calling it right now. The Republicans are going to clean house in 2024. The Republican candidate is going 2024, to 2024. You mean the midterms? No, I mean the actual 2024. The actual like prime, like the actual election. Oh. The president, the Republican presidential candidate in 2024, is going to fucking destroy the Democrats. I, see, I think the midterms are. They're gonna. I think they're gonna destroy in the midterms, and you know. It's just going to be so such an obstruction, obstructed uh, government. Nothing's going to be able to get done. You well, know? obviously, I don't even think I don't even think we're going to be able to get a new stimulus package through a COVID package. Like I don't even think that's going to get through unless they can do it through executive. I think there's going to be massive, uh, massive, not layout, uh, massive. Uh, uh, what's the thing where you get evictions? And then you're just going to have this huge crisis that's going to be in Biden's hands, mm-hmm. and the Republicans are going to use this as a way to yeah. get ahead, get away up. It's you know? literally Trump is literally trashing the hotel room, and then giving the keys of the hotel room to Biden to then clean up. Yeah, and then when he can't clean up well enough, he's going to be the one that looks bad. So here's the thing, you know, Biden's going to do some executive order shit, including one that gets rid of a lot of student loan debt for that, a lot of people. Okay, we we don't. Okay, that's a whole. Hold on, but um, I'm saying before Trump leaves, why in his lame duck session he needs to do these things to own the libs, and that could be one thing to do. Is well, like he's already Biden trying to, to fucking own them by fulfilling Obama's promise of getting the troops out of the Middle East. I did see that, yeah. That was um Although it's funny because it looks like he's not even trying to get them out. He's trying to shift them all to Iran, but still. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, was the, that... that's the fine print is, you know, 
he wants to get them out of Iraq and Afghanistan and then put them in Iran. But like, yeah, I mean, we'll see what fucking happens. We will see what happens. Because, you know, you saw the thing where fucking, uh, what was it, Biden said that he was going to do $50,000 in uh, student debt relief. And then once people were like, hey, that's a good idea, he kind of was caught off guard. and was like, oh, uh, did I say 50? Oops, I meant 10. And then fucking Chuck Schumer came out and was like, motherfucker, you need to do 50. You need to make that a fucking executive order. Yes. And so I, it would be wonderful if we could get anything. 10 is not enough. 50 is not enough. College should be free. And here's the thing. He promised to be a one-term president. Biden said he's not going to run again, right? So if you're a president who's not going to run again, you don't have to worry about getting re-election, right? You, yeah. have, you have to worry about just this one term to get your shit through. Because usually if, if a president wants to be a two-term president, they don't do anything that first four years. Or they, they try to get one big thing done, like you know Obama with Obamacare, and like you know a lot of presidents like to get one thing done, but then they just sit back and just be like, eh, you know, whatever. Um, and then they try to do everything that, that second term. But if you're just going to be a one-term president, you know, go all out. Do be the good, be the good guy. I mean, Do this is a little stuff. too much like the memes of fucking Biden being Captain America. Like, I don't think he's going to really do much, but uh, ideally, it would be fucking hilarious if I mean, Biden just went. Do, is what I mean. he, it would be very surprising and very funny if Biden went like all out and just did everything that you could think of, right? Just to make it like, fuck it, I'm only here for four years, like. Let's fucking rock it till the fucking roof falls down or whatever the fuck. Like, let's fucking do it. He won't. But I mean, like, that is like a fun space to explore. I mean, I but think. I don't see why not because you're already so old. You might even die within these first four. Mitch why are McConnell you do won't let him do shows? anything. Mitch McConnell. No, I know. Won't let I'm him saying executive order wise. I'm just saying whatever you can with executive orders. Biden just won't. Try everything. Biden won't do a lot of stuff because that would piss off his corporate friends. And that's he what I'm saying is, is why deeply... I care about the corporate friends if you're gonna you're on your way out, dude. Like there's no reason to care about your corporate friends. He sold friends his, well because he sold his soul to the DNC. He's not gonna go again. Yes, yes, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you. Idealistically, if the man is told you have four more years to live and you're the president, you should do crazy shit. But also, like, it's been pretty well established that Biden doesn't want to do these things. Like, he's not being held back from like making Medicare for all a thing and ending fracking and making college free and having, you know, universal fucking daycare and public transportation and the Green New Deal. He's not doing them because he doesn't want to. If he wanted to do them, he would run on those platforms and he would have actually won instead of Trump losing. Like he doesn't. But yeah, you're right. He, he has no interest in remember what those platforms were. He has no interest in this shit. Like he really yeah. doesn't. He is literally there as a fucking stopgap to get Trump out. And then the DNC is going to spend four years building up fucking Pete Buttigieg to be the next fucking candidate. And then so 2024, we're going to have a Republican primary race that's going to be Trump, who is barely mentally all there. Fucking Tom Cotton, Matt Gates, fucking, uh, you know, throw some fun ones in there just to make it lively. Like we might have Tucker Carlson or fucking Hannity show up to the party. Look, we always say this. But we don't know who's going to run four years from now. It's always different than the four years before when they always talk about it. You know, it's always different. You know, nobody nobody saw Bernie coming in 2016. Nobody was like, oh, Bernie's going to run. They, never, they didn't see him coming in 2016 when they were talking about who's going to run 
uh, back in 2012. That's true, but I, I, you know, I mean, is a completely different political and media landscape than 2016 or 2012. Yeah, and so I would, I would be very surprised. Color me surprised, color me bad, if they're (laughs) bad. Make me. Have we have we talked about that? About the best video on the internet is, um, corn and Robert Smith from The Cure doing "Make Me Bad" acoustic. No, oh, I haven't even seen this, dude. It is. Oh my god, I'm so excited. It's them doing it, and <laughs> then it's just giddy. Robert Smith just in the it. background, just "Make Me Bad." Oh, dude, it is. Oh no, it god. is so fucking dope. Um. <laughs> I- I can't wait till this podcast is over so I can watch that shit. <laughs> I wish that we had enough money for Andrew to just plug in <laughs> the, the audio yeah. of that. But no, like I, I would be very surprised if a Republican candidate comes out of nowhere and really establishes a foothold because... They're going to be reeling off of the loss of Donald Trump for a very long time. They're going to have so much power. They're going to, you know, it's going to be the equivalent of getting a fucking, uh, a, you know, a, a star in Mario or like, a you know, uh, a heart, an extra heart in fucking Zelda. You know, it's going to be... It's going to be awesome. I mean, we're it's going to be a fucking I mean, crazy two years, let alone four years. But, like, I don't think that whoever the Republicans are going to bring up as their new chosen boy is going to be a new name. I, I do know. I, I can already see the ones that are going to be, you know, they're going to try but fail miserably, which is Lindsey Graham. I mean, he wouldn't have no, done the things he did on election night. Graham. Huh? He's going to try. He, you can already see he wouldn't have done what he, he did. He is like the most hated fucking politician in America right now. Oh, I know, but that's a that's never stopped anyone. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be able to do look anything. at Ted Cruz. No. He's the most hated in Congress. Everyone hates that motherfucker, and you know he, he was, did terribly. I don't think that he no. won Texas in the primary. You're gonna have like you're gonna have fucking Tom Cotton because they still think that he's their best option. You're gonna have fucking Matt Gates. Like that's who you might have like fucking Ben Carson or some you'll have like a couple like Trump people come in to do like the spirit of Trump type of bullshit like you know maybe you'll see like Stephen Miller try to fucking sneak around although he likes to be in the background so he'd probably just be on someone's fucking you know campaign no, team. Stephen Miller couldn't do. It. He's got so much shit in his background. But you're not. You no, know, it's not. It's it's going to be someone who's like already floating around like Tim Scott maybe like. I wouldn't be surprised if the Republicans try to get a woman or like a black person just to like, you know, try to pull more minorities in because that's who they're surging they with right they, now. They really can't. They could. I mean, they're that's the that is who like I said, They'll settle for a Latino. No, I think I would not be surprised if they went for a black person. Because you're seeing both parties like swing the other way with the pendulum because their designated, you know, social groups for the past thirty years are completely like over it and so no one knows anything other than the two-party system so that's why a bunch of white people left fucking trump for biden and that's why a bunch of minorities left fucking biden for trump Mm -hmm. it's because they've all spent this whole time thinking that 
you know, like they are part of this voter block and they will be taken care of by the Democrats or the Republicans. It doesn't work. So instead of looking for something outside the system, they just switch over to the other side of the room. Yeah. Crisscross. Bam, bam. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, it's going to be very fun to watch uh, like the people who they're going to prime for the next president. I would not be surprised if Tucker Carlson is a serious contender or Hannity. A lot of people are saying that. but Because uh, we'll Trump see. has opened the door for media personalities to come in there and really, you know, do whatever. He has. Yeah. So, you know, and we'll, we, we will probably see like someone from the fringe try to get in the door. But we also have to see who's going to come out in the Democratic Party, too. Because, like I said, Biden said he's not going to run again. Pete Buttigieg. It's okay. already been, like, all but decided that Nobody Pete Buttigieg... Nobody likes that motherfucker, though. Yeah, but the fucking DNC likes him, and they've been training him to be the new Obama. Plus, he has all the CIA connections. He's a McKenzie boy. So, like, he is going to be probably... Their new candidate, unless like you know they get fucking Kamala Harris to run off of like this like quasi incumbent ticket type of thing, but like mm. I mean like realistically, who else is is around? You know, like they might try to do like I would be completely happy with like a squad ticket. Like if we got fucking Presley and then fucking AOC running, like that would be a really strong ticket. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Imagine that ticket. That would be fucking awesome. You know, but fucking like Elizabeth Warren, Bernie aren't going to do anything anymore. Like they're old, they're dead. I mean, they're basically dead. But that's what I'm saying. Like, what Beto's not going to do shit. He did fucking terribly. Like, there's no real like superstars down ballot in the fucking Democrats. Yeah, but right Pete now. Buttigieg was a mayor of a small town. Like, yeah, and then he, he became famous, and now he he I guarantee you he will be a serious contender for the Democratic presidency God, in 2024. Yeah, we all do. We all hate him. <laughs> I also am not too confident by that time that a lot of the squad people would even be running as Democrats anymore. Right. I really, yeah. really think that there's a, a strong there's a strong possibility that by that time the progressives will completely divorce themselves from the Democrats. Yeah. That is 100% wishful thinking. I don't think that's very practical. We'll see, it'll be it'll be fun to, but, it'll be fun to watch. Well, you know what? The, the good thing now is after January 20th, we can all kind of relax and focus no, our... No, we can't. Our, no, I'm sorry. Oh, God damn it. You're not going to let me finish? We could focus our missiles into the other direction for once. You know what I mean? Well, again, to an extent, but the Republicans still won. They're the ones who are actually in power. So we can, like, make fun of and, like, throw rocks at fucking Biden's windows and stuff. You know, like, intimidate him when he comes out of the grocery store. But, like... Yeah. We still, we still need to, keep to an be eye on very vigilant and, like, really, really press Mitch McConnell. Yeah. I cannot wait for the parties that will happen around the country when Mitch McConnell finally, finally gets fucking hauled up by his fucking ankles to heaven by Jesus. Yeah. It'll be a nice day, but uh, I guarantee you he'll die in office. He's not going to get voted. He's not going to get... He's not going to get beat. No way. Not Is unless you get me in a room with him. I'll beat that ass. No. I mean, he's not going to get beat in an election. No, he won't. He won't ever no. get beat in an election. And that was so. fucking the stupid part is the Democrats dumped so much goddamn money in the fucking person who was running against him. Like, that yeah. was such a fucking waste of money. 
Whoever fucking authorized that should be fucking fired. Like, honestly, yeah, like, that is just... use some of that money. No, I mean, they could... Honestly, if you want to talk about, like, reallocating those funds, it would have made more fucking sense to focus all that shit into Georgia. Yes, yeah, you're right. And then maybe we would have the Senate. I mean, honestly, and, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that Stacey Abrams is the shit because she definitely has some fucking issues, but, like, give it to... It, they should have focused more on, like, obtainable places. Or, yeah. honestly... Here's it, the thing. Nobody thought that Georgia was obtainable until, like, like two days before the election. You know what I, I mean? I guess so. I mean, it was always kind of, like, talking whispered about that, like, shit like, might go wild there. Yeah. But that's also, like, a big thing, too. Like, and AOC talked about it, and a bunch of other progressives have been talking about it. Like, if the, if the DNC would have let the progressives and the younger people run these various campaigns and do boots on the ground like community outreach as opposed to fucking Facebook ads and TV ads, we'd be looking at a completely different senatorial landscape right now. But they just refuse to do that. Like, every single camp... Another thing, every single fucking campaign that, like, reached out or was acceptance of, like, AOC and the squad, basically, being like, knock on fucking doors, here's what you fucking do, build a grassroots campaign, all those fucking people won. I don't have the fucking number in front of me, but, like, all of the people who, like, reached out to AOC to be like, yo, your campaign rocked. How the fuck do I do that? They well, all I thought one won. of the big reasons they didn't go knocking on doors, a lot of them, was COVID, right? No. They were still fucking... You can still knock on doors with fucking COVID. You can that's, that's, like, the... the uh, I don't know. I, I, I thought that that's the excuse Biden was giving for the reason why his campaign wasn't really focused on doing Well, that's that. because they're fucking, they could, yeah, I mean, sure, that's like a fucking pitiful excuse to, like, not do anything yourself and have it all be done, like, in weird boardrooms through, like, commercials and shit, but, like, I mean, you know, not to beat the dead horse, but look at fucking Frank's campaign. Like, the whole reason that they were remotely relevant is because those motherfuckers were out there on the pavement every single goddamn day. Right. You know, like, you can do shit in person safely and also while you're out there you do your community outreach bullshit so you give people fucking masks and you give people fucking resources to do stuff like you go and fucking talk to people and they appreciate that shit that's like a thing with the polls too that's why the poll numbers are so fucked up like there is a huge disconnect between like modern politics excuse me modern society and then like the traditional way of like doing politics like a lot of people don't have fucking phones anymore so you can't fucking call them to see who they're voting for or like, can we count on your vote this November? Like that, the old motherfuckers in charge have not adapted and they won't listen to the young people. No, and we, and we saw that when, when they brought Mark Zuckerberg up to the, you know, up to talk about corruption shit and they, you could tell they just have no idea. No, I do have an idea that it, it's, um, it's weed time now. Okay. Um, we should change the subject to the. Uh, I don't. I don't know too much about it, but I'm. I'm. I'm gonna ask you and see if you know much about it. Uh, you know the march, the march for Trump on Saturday. Oh, the million maga march. Yeah, and I didn't hear too much about it. I mean, there were de- there were definitely things, but it wasn't like like did people get hurt? Was there yeah. fights? Was yeah. there? There was. Um, the only thing I know is that like the pictures. I mean, it didn't seem like a lot, a lot of people 
It wasn't a million. It was just a couple thousand. And then, I think they uh, estimated it at 10,000 people. 10,000. That's pretty good. I mean, that's the same size as, like, the March for Science back in, like, you know, 2017 or 18. I don't know if that's, like, a conclusive number, but, um, yeah, one guy was stabbed and twenty-one. at least 21 people were arrested on Saturday. 21 people were arrested? Holy oh, yeah. shit. Were they all Proud Boys or were they just randoms? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it looks like basically, like, they had the march... And it was as you would expect. It was like, that's when all like the fucking normal people showed up. And there were a bunch of counter-protesters. There was like some videos circulating like Andy Nuo, of course, like, you know, tried to say some dumb shit, but like that got easily debunked. There was like a couple videos floating around. One was like a MAGA couple. Oh, I guess like a big thing now is that like these MAGA people are like bringing their kids. And oh, so yeah. then when they get, like, harassed by counter-protesters, then they cry and say that people were, like, intimidating this family with children. Mm-hmm. They said swears at me in front of my darling eight-year-old, Anastasia Tasia. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, there's, like, some videos of, like, people being, like, screamed at and, like, the people in MAGA outfits, like, freaking out. Um, there was, like, a, a pretty widely spread video of like a MAGA dude during the day like just randomly pushing and like shoving and like trying to punch people and then he eventually got punched from behind and like knocked out unconscious and then Hell yeah. and but then like just that clip of him being punched from behind like was circulated by the conservatives to be like yo these motherfuckers are out here like fucking shit up like the antifa must be stopped uh, Trump went fucking wild on Twitter, though. Um, I, I did have that pulled up. Let me see if I can find... Did you see okay. any of his tweets from Saturday? All I saw was, uh, I won, you know? Oh, dude, no. Just off. wait for this shit. No, it is... Okay, I'm excited. He said some crazy shit. Um, so he said, <laughs> at 11.49 p.m., he said, oh, yeah. human radical left garbage did this, being arrested now... Uh, radical left Antifa scum was easily rebuffed today by the big DC MAGA rally crowd only to return at night after 99% of the crowd had left to assault elderly people and families. Police got there, but late mayor is not doing her job. Antifa scum ran for the hills today when they tried attacking the people at the Trump rally because those people aggressively fought back. Antifa waited until tonight when 99% were gone to attack innocent MAGA people DC police get going, do your job and don't hold back. Uh, the silent media is the enemy of the people. Yeah. So he really had a lot to, uh, to say, and it really looks like it, it, nothing interesting happened until nighttime. And that's when like a lot of the proud boys came out and that's when a lot of the fights were happening. Yeah. And it literally was like exactly what you would expect. It's just like, Everybody was out during the day yelling and screaming, and then as the sun went down, like, the hardcore people on both sides stayed. I did see a thing where a bunch of Proud Boys were chanting, fuck Antifa and fuck George Floyd. Um, So that was a thing that was happening, and then Mm. they, like, broke a skateboard and were trying to use that as, like, a trophy to, like, say that they were, you know, whooping Antifa's ass or something, but... Yeah. For the most part, it really seemed pretty uneventful. It was just a bunch of fucking MAGA chodes and then a bunch of fucking counter-protesters just screaming at each other and then eventually someone would get mad and start shoving and then there'd be like a huge brawl and like the yeah. fucking the right-wing people would go like run and hide behind the cops and then 
I do know that like there was at least one proud boy with a knife who like stabbed at least one person. Like I saw an interview from some from somebody who was like all, you know, black blocked out, who was basically like, Yeah, some fucking dude like came up and fucking stuck a knife in my stomach and if I wasn't wearing this goddamn vest, like I'd probably be fucking dead right now. Mm. You know? Goddamn. Yeah, and I mean that's like basically what I expected on the boring end. Like there was no like Proboy Civil War, like Alex Jones. That's doesn't... what I was exciting for. Yeah, exciting no, for. I guess that didn't happen. Like Alex Jones didn't embarrass himself too much. Like, you know, none of the turning point showed people up there, showed right? up. Yeah, but I didn't see anything cool that he did. All he does is fucking just like yell for an hour in a megaphone and then gets out of breath and then goes back to his hotel room and eats fucking mission barbecue until he passes out in the bathtub or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know? But, like, yeah, no, the the DC stuff seemed pretty uneventful. And, obviously, if someone listening to this was affected, like, sorry, your story is different, I guess. But, like, it doesn't seem <laughs> like it was anything fucking crazy. Like, it was just your typical yeah. chode versus, you know, normal yeah. people event. And a bunch of the right-wing people tried to really blow it out of proportion. And it was, like, easily debunked. I mean, that's why you're not hearing anything about it is because nothing crazy happened so no one you know there was no shootings there was no murders it was just people scrapping in the street for like maybe 45 minutes and for the most part it was just a bunch of out of shape people screaming at each other i saw some Mm -hmm. things where like people were throwing fireworks at like the outside seating at restaurants you know and that was the whole thing where they're like antifa's attacking innocent diners in dc like whatever i mean if you know there's a fucking rally why the fuck would you be sitting outside yeah, exactly. And it not, probably not, wasn't uh, yeah, it probably wasn't even Antifa though, right? It was probably like um No, it's just fucking dumbasses down there. Yeah, just dumbasses. And, and that's something that like it, I have explained it to people until I'm blue in the face, so now I just say the one sentence and drop it where it's like just because you're attending like a counter protest for MAGA shit doesn't mean you're Antifa. Yeah. Like sorry, yeah. dude. Like it's not like fucking but, I Call mean, of Duty. that's that's the term they're using for everyone that just shows up who's anti yeah. the right now. Oh I yeah, one hundred percent. And that's how it has been and how it will be, but it's just like it's just like fucking Yeah. I, I'm evolving. I I mean I am still getting into fucking stupid my my Facebook and Twitter fights have shifted people. I have new targets now. But like that's good. Yeah, no, it's less just like that's- it's less like dummies posting dumb shit and it's more like the same couple people who think they're like really smart or think that they have these like really good points and then they just admit that all they do is like listen to Tim Pool and then just like try to regurgitate that shit or like they're super into like Matt Taibbi or Mike- Michael Tracy <laughs> and so it's just like okay so what are you going to parrot today right. and you know what I mean but that's like Ooh, what are you going to parrot is that a saying what like parroting yeah, because I'm just, is that because parrots, like, repeat what you say? Yeah, like, that's oh. why, like, you say, like, yeah, like, that's very much a thing, like, parroting what someone else says, like, you're just repeating what they say. Parroting, yeah, okay. Um, cool. Um, I want to switch, so we talked last week about, um, I forget if it was in the regular episode or the Patreon, but we talked last week about how, like, you know, Kavanaugh hasn't really shown up as you know someone who's extremely as the boogeyman as the boogeyman or anything yeah um so i just want to turn to the supreme court because the supreme court the the thing that scares us both i think is like the attack on like 
labor rights and unions and things like that. And we see we see it again. Um, they just announced that on Friday it, that the Supreme Court would hear Cedar Point Nursery versus Hasid, a case targeting a 45-year-old California regulation that allows union organizers to briefly enter agricultural workplaces to speak to farm workers. Um, this is a California regulation that was a product of a campaign by Cesar Chavez and the United Farm Workers. So this regulation allows organizers to enter a work site and speak to farm workers for up to three hours a day, uh, the hour before the start of work, the hour after the end of work, and the period when the workers break for lunch. Before a union may take advantage of this regulation, they must go to the government and the employer and uh, basically fill out a bunch of paperwork. It's already bureaucratic for the, uh, really highly bureaucratic for the the union to want to do this. Um, And then, uh, yeah, so they have limited access to these workers. So that that's the regulation is that basically they they want to go in and see what the deal is with um uh workers within certain workplaces. Now are California. these are these um uh reps from unions that these people are a part of or are these people who are trying to get these workers to join their union? Um it's not necessarily like I think it's just going to talk to them so you can actually try and get them to unionize or talk to them see if they want to even unionize you know what I mean so this isn't it's just like kind of the, the, so this isn't a regulation involving their pre-existing union reps these are reps coming in trying to unionize people right that that's what I'm asking are these people who are, are these are these workers already unionized or are they non-unionized yeah people? yes yeah 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 they are organizers so yeah they are already unionized the unions are the ones that are that uh, are reserving this right to do this, right? But there are other people that do this kind of similar thing. Um, so basically, so the, the, the Fifth Amendment provides that private property shall not be taken for public use without just compensation, right? Um, so Cedar Point uh, plaintiffs, they argue that this kind of taking clause, which is in that amendment, gives them a broad right to exclude unwanted persons from their property, including union organizers. Um, so the but reason again, why but, this but, is scary... But this is... Okay, I, I'm, I'm not trying to okay, derail you, but this is still what I don't understand. Wait a few minutes and... <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but no, like, this is what I don't understand with this. Like, are we talking about people who are showing up to these farms, right, to try to organize people, or are we talking about pre people who are already in unions and they are and they already have these fucking labor union reps? Like, what are we talking about? Because there's a big no, difference. No, so it's it's people that want to unionize. A, a farm because okay, if yeah, there was that, already okay. if they were already unionized they would already have the right to go on that property but that's what they, I, that's what i didn't understand you were saying is like are these like, right are these fucking like organizers who are there to try and you organize these people or are they are you trying to say that these that this company is trying to limit the amount of time that like a union rep can be on site is what right. i was asking no 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 this is more uh no no, no. this is definitely so these this are these like are union farm re- these are union uh, recruiters. I get you. I get you. Union recruiters. Yeah. 
They just want to go in, see if the workers even want to be unionized, see what the 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 um the atmosphere is like, that kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so if the Supreme Court were to hold that the government may not require a business to allow unwanted people on its premises, the implications could be that uh, it could mean that laws uh, that require restaurants to submit periodic health inspections uh, or power plants to be inspected to monitor their their emissions or allow workplace safety inspectors to observe working conditions as unconstitutional. So like because they're basically saying that companies that don't want uh, they can deny anyone from coming on including government people, you know, that's like kind of like what this, what people are scared of, you know, even though, I mean, I would be scared. I, this is just like a, a cool thing that unions are allowed to do in California, but it's kind of also just that there's a bigger point here, which is we, we might not be able to go into private companies and see what the hell they're doing inside. You know what I mean? Like in any, in any way. Just yeah, so that's why you know I just think this is going to be an interesting case. I mean, I, I'm kind of talking about it like they've already ruled on it, but it's like we kind of know how the conservative justices rule on these type of things, and it's not good. Well, to an extent, but I think you're kind of conflating two things. I think that you're conflating the presence of a union organizer, right, which has a specific purpose, mm-hmm. versus like um the you know the presence of like a health and safety inspector or something right so it sounded like that's kind of what you were concerned that one would lead to the other so like if they yes. ruled that an unwanted person couldn't be there that right. you're saying that it could start with like an organizer but then it could end with like uh, health and safety people right yeah and i think and i hear what you're saying i don't think that that would be a reasonable stretch for this specific case because they are two completely different things right so you could argue if you want to be a piece of shit that like uh, labor activists or union, you know, advocates aren't um, like a vital service or like a necessary or like they don't have like a government function, right? It would be harder for you to deny immigration, health and human services, like uh, medical personnel, whatever, to come onto a property, especially if they're there at the behest or on behalf of the you know local state or federal government so i think that that yeah. those are kind of two different things i hear what you're saying and it would be but fucked this, either this, way but i don't but think that thing, one would directly lead to the other well here's the thing i would say that but the the plaintiffs the cedar point um the cedar point nursery they in this case they're the thing that they've written on there is they they they're arguing that this taking clause which is like the gives them a broad right to exclude unwanted persons from their property. Like that's what's in their case that they're trying to argue for. And this just it's the the article just includes that this includes union organizers, but they're trying to do exclude unwanted persons from their just unwanted persons, which could mean a lot of things. Right. So that's why it's this case could potentially i mean they're gonna argue over it they're gonna probably ask the question who do you mean do you mean you can union organizers who do who you want to exclude from here because it sounds like you want to exclude anyone you want to yeah no 100 percent um i just don't think that they would be able to make the jump from 
union organizers to like medical personnel or like uh you know people who were there from like like from the labor department you know i don't yeah i mean that would honestly be the same thing as like if a cop comes with a warrant and then they said we don't want you here that they would have to turn around and leave right like i feel like if there was a thing to where like the government or the somebody was like you know called out there they would still have to let them in it depends on why they're there. I I think that that's what it would be, but I don't know. Like we'll we'll see what happens. But also like we'll see what happens. It'll be. In, I mean, this is why I like to set this up because um we can always come back to it when when they actually rule on it. Yeah. When the, keep when the an eye on that. Happen. Put a pin in that one. But I mean, if if I can analyze the very short <laughs> career of Kavanaugh, I think that he is not going to go super nuclear with this. I don't think that we definitely do have like a conservative Supreme Court, right? We they have a conservative majority. Amy Coney Barrett is, you know, very conservative. That being said, I we have yet to see any crazy like, you know, across the board conservative ruling from them as of yet. They And will- I I I will say this about Amy is that I realize now there's not really any evidence that, I mean, the thing is everyone's saying, oh, she's super Catholic. She's very, uh, she's very anti wall between uh, state and and religion and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But there wasn't really any talk of things that she's actually ruled on. You know what I mean? It was all she hasn't ruled on anything. Well, no, I'm saying in, in her uh, uh, appeals, but she, she she hasn't been she a judge a, for that long. Yeah, 2017, but she still obviously has ruled on some things or at least, you know, been, you know what I mean? Like there was not, we haven't heard anything because there wasn't anything. But that's the thing is she doesn't have, like most jobs Crazy. you apply for now, like most like, you know, adult jobs, you need at least four years of experience in that field. Like she wouldn't even like, yeah. you know, qualify for like most what they call entry level positions in like any specialized field because she just doesn't have the experience. Yeah, and the fact that and the fact that we she doesn't even it's crazy that she's on the Supreme Court most and we of don't us even mo- have enough we don't even have enough time allotted to even like analyze the kind of judge she would even be but she's on the supreme court now like that in itself is insane well it's wild because i I feel like everyone listening knows countless people who are more experienced in their field even at fucking 30 than a supreme court justice is at being a fucking judge yes you know what i'm saying like i have more i have more years at my fucking shitty career job that doesn't matter than a supreme court justice does at being on a bench, which yeah, matters that, a little bit more than me delivering packages. I delivered part of a diseased lung today, and it was very funny. Because the lady was like, do you know what's in that fucking package? And I was like, no. And she's like, it's a lung. And I laughed. because oh, I, thought, I thought she was fucking with me. And she's like, no, for real, it is a lung. And I was like, what the fuck, man? And she's like, yeah, like we do this thing for asbestos, so we have to give samples out, and that's what you're doing. And I was like, good thing it's I'm probably not. Probably from a fetus and his Planned Parenthood. No, like it's that. it's from, you know, it's unfortunately <laughs> it's from someone who died from lung cancer and they're trying to link it to asbestos from the projects back in the day. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. And so I made the joke of, hey, luckily I already ate lunch. And she's like, oh, <laughs> um, that's funny. 
That's a good one, dude. Yeah, good job. yeah. I can turn on the charisma at work. I just can't do it anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't think that Brett Kavanaugh. But is really that in itself, be that she should not have been even. It's crazy that they rushed her on there. That and the sheer fact that she doesn't have any experience. I mean, no. come on. Have some fucking integrity, Republicans. Well, there is Pick no... Someone. Again, this is what we did. What did I just get done telling you? You're never going to be able to shame or guilt Republicans into doing anything. I know. You're not going to be able to like it's fucking the rub their nose in the shit on the carpet and force them to not shit on the carpet anymore. They will. They love yeah. it. They'll eat it up. Um, but, I mean, again, I, I really don't see any reason to be super scared for this current Supreme Court to go all out crazy mask off conservative everything type of crazy shit. They will do, and I think we said this on the premium episode, they will do all the like sneaky stuff that like doesn't get a lot of coverage. They will do all of that shit. Like this, I I feel like this is something that probably wouldn't get that much coverage. Yeah, but We're I mean, trying to, that's why I'm trying to give it a little bit of umph. No, I I I understand your umphing of it, but it's just even with our even with the Bolshevik bump, but uh, like it's not going to really get to the front page. But also, like even within this, I don't think that they're going to go like the hyper conservative route. They will slowly chip away. They will leave the door open for more questions down the road, but they're not going to go full, like slam the door in the face type of thing. Like they will dance around it. They will take like one or two aspects of it and really like, you know, hyper-focus on that. Like, 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 like we saw with the (laughs) affordable care act stuff. Like, yeah, they're not going to get rid of Obamacare, but they will get rid of the individual mandate. You know what I mean? And I think that we're going to find that with most of these things, like, you will find, I think that that's going to be the big thing with all the Roe v. Wade scare, right? Is everyone's afraid that Roe v. Wade's going to go away? It's not going to go away. Now, they will probably chip away at one or two very, very specific points in Roe v. Wade. That will then have to be decided on individual basises. Basis? Basises? Basises, right? Yeah, base I. Individual base I will need to be, you know, mm-hmm. looked at that way. But like, I don't think that we're going to have like this whole cloth just, you know, like fucking grab the tablecloth and pull it and then all the fucking silverware comes off type of shit. It's going to be yeah. like they will slowly take away like enough to make people happy but not enough for like people to burn down the Supreme Court because they're going to have to walk on eggshells for a very long time. And I think that Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh understand that they really have to watch what the fuck they do in there because mm-hmm. they the Republicans have worked so hard for so long to get this majority they're not going to throw away the legitimacy of the Supreme Court. That really, that really is the only thing that still is like leaving the American like legislative, legislative like system intact right now. Is this like what I think is false? Obviously, idea of like legitimacy within the court. And so, as soon as they start like validating all these like left and liberal fears of like Handmaid's Tale horseshit then all their legitimacy goes out the window and then their heads are very literally on the chopping block. Yeah. So they're going to have to do this dance for a very long time. It's going to take a very long time before like Kavanaugh or Amy Coney Barrett like go fucking buck wild in there. Right now they got to really toe the line. Um, I want to... Uh, let's go a little... You want to go international for a second? Yeah, let's go, baby. All right, uh, this is just something I want to talk about just in general. So what what's happening in Peru right now? 
Okay. Okay. So, um, I want to go over the the characters that are playing the game. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Read so we have characters. All right. So Martin Vizcara is described as a centrist. Left-wing parties applaud Vizcara's anti-corruption efforts, his disillusion of Congress, and his attempts to move forward with general elections. He passed the first major climate change law in South America. The New York Times described him as well-liked by Peruvians, okay? So, Mr. Vizcara had earned the support of a majority of Peruvians and the anemone... Uh, I'm not even going to try it. But, uh, and the and the legislature, he, he earned support from them as well, by leading efforts to clean up the country's notoriously corrupt establishment. About half of Congress is under investigation for crimes that include bribery and money laundering uh, in Peru. So, during the COVID-19 pandemic in Peru, Vizcara instituted stay-at-home orders and issued relief funds, but existing inequality, overcrowding, and largely informal economy saw Peru being heavily affected by the pandemic. And on the 9th of November 2020, the Peruvian Congress impeached Vizcara a second time after declaring him morally incompetent, and he was removed from office. Vizcara's impeachment incited the 2020 Peruvian protests, as many Peruvians and political analysts believe the impeachment was unsustainable with several media outlets there labeling the impeachment as a coup um so you know a lot of people were angry in the streets why has no one ever made a parody of that song that csi song who are you but then said coup are you instead coup are you you know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah that could be something we should do it coup are you i like that um, the guy who replaced him was this guy named Manuel Marino, who's a member of the center-right party, Popular Action. That also, sounds like a sick 80s action movie. <laughs> like, honestly, that sounds like something that you would, like, get, like, straight to fucking VHS from, like, Target. Right. <laughs> but it seems like a lot of right-wing stuff is, always has popular in it, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the like, whole thing, is that they... they... What's, what's the one in France? Um, who's um? I don't know. Never mind. A lot of stuff. A lot of right wing stuff has popular in it. Well, I guess left wing stuff does too. It'll it'll have popular or national or yeah. you know the, the the peoples or whatever. But I mean that's also just oh. like the logo of Popular Action is a shovel. <laughs> Wait, really? It's a shovel. Honestly, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I I fuck with that pretty hard. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's 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 really fun. <laughs> um so um Manuel Marino, he resigned after less than 6 full days in office. Nice, okay? nice, nice. So, um the and then during these protests, um two people died during the protests. And now the protests happened because they liked Vizcara. I mean, he was kind of like a whatever dude. Um but they liked him and then, you know, they basically removed him using this like really old like rule from way back in the 1800s uh and yeah they they ousted him so anyway so manuel resigned after six days so the next guy is friend uh francisco 
Sagasti, and he assumed office as Peru's third president within a week. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So he's an engineer and a member of the super centrist po- uh, Purple Party. Mm. You can imagine because red and blue, you get purple. Yeah, it's like, isn't Larry Hogan a member of the Purple Party? N- he might as well be, right? <laughs> he's a, He's our purple governor. God, I was so fucking tired of hearing people describe Larry Hogan as the perp- a purple politician. He's purple. Oh, Maryland's God. purple. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is, and if you're just talking about Democrat and Republican, he kind of is. Yeah. So protests are expected to continue, even though this new guy, Francisco uh, Sagasti, he, the reason why they put him in place is because he actually um, voted against the impeachment of Iscara. So they thought that that could, like, be a way to mend mm, everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Also, fun fact about Francisco Sagasti is that he was kidnapped in 1996. Oh, that is fun. <laughs> yeah, he's just kidnapped by like a I'm gorilla. sure that I'm sure that when he thinks back on it, he's like, "Oh, this was a fun time for me." Yeah. Um so all three of these presidents are considered centrists. Now, the reason why the reason why this is interesting just looking at Peru in general is cuz I think we had talked about this already how Peru is like extremely like the most capitalist country in the world. So, a Gallup poll in 2007 showed that most Peruvians prefer socialism to capitalism, but say they see Peru as more capitalist than socialist. Now, it's as weird because Peru was basically a social, uh, basically socialist until the late 70s, and Peru used to have a long tradition of restricting outside investment into the country. Mm-hmm. So from 1993 to 1995, Peru set up um, Latin America's most radical privatization program. They auctioned off all state-owned companies, including oil, electric, mining, and even the railroads that take tourists to Ma- Ma- um, Machu Picchu. Mm-hmm. Um, so the government started arresting, and they also the government started arresting leaders of guerrilla movements. And of course, after this, foreign investment uh, into Peru tripled, and now everything in Peru is virtually owned by either the U.S., China, or Japan. So it happens, baby. Yeah. So uh, I just think that's interesting to see, uh, it's interesting to see how like because I think Peru was also like they were going to isn't Peru the country that was going to set up like a new constitution? Isn't it's Chile. Open to that. Chile. It's Chile. Okay. Oh yeah, but um. So this is something to keep an eye on, too. So we'll keep an eye on that uh, Supreme Court case and what's happening in Peru and what's happening in Chile. We'll have to talk about that, too. Yeah, whenever something happens so over Chile there, we'll was definitely a, know what's up. Yeah, Chile was, was the Chile one. Chile was the, what, cap, the capitalist one, but it looks like No, Peru Chile's is the too, one where I mean. it's socialist one. Oh, socialist one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Chile is where uh-huh. the socialists retook everything. Remember? Oh, retook everything. But... Yeah, they won that landslide election. Right, okay. Yep. Chile was the one where they had the socialists, and then the American-backed coup happened, and then the election just happened. Wait, I thought that was Bolivia. Now you got me all fucking confused. No, I think it's Bolivia, dude. Bolivia had it, but Chile did also. Bolivia was the one where they tried to do that re-election stuff, right? And they like... That the one we the one we talked about, I think was Bolivia. We talked about Bolivia 
originally because that's with um yeah that's with all the that's like where the big election thing happened but yeah yeah and he's the one that's like fuck all investments into the country yeah yeah, yeah. we're gonna own all this shit and the gmo thing that's bolivia and then chile is the one where they were going to do the uh the new uh constitution or whatever mm-hmm. yeah yeah i feel very stupid now but yeah like okay. they're yeah don't feel dumb dude i wish that i was more well versed in like south american politics me too because it's very interesting Oh, no, it really is, and it's just, like, they are the ones who are actually, like, living the shit and, like, doing a lot of the stuff, but, like... Here's know. the thing. If if we got our shit out of South America, like, sh- cool shit could really happen down there, I feel like. If, if like, like, if the world just left South America alone for, like, ten years, there'd be a lot of crazy cool shit that would happen down there, I feel like. You know? Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, we would definitely see. I mean, at this point, like, they're so tainted with foreign investment that, like, they are just, like, an extraction site. And that's why it's interesting to look at South America because most of the, you know, they are a wonderful model for, like, post-colonial struggle and, like, what happens. And so everything down there is so different, right? So you have all these different governments set up and they all reflect, like, the different, like, percentages of like colonial power still around past colonial powers like how much is like outside influence inside influence like intervention and all that stuff i could have sworn that we why were we talking about chile recently because we talked about fucking pinochet i completely fucking forget why we were fucking talking about chile Mm, i don't know it's really gonna fucking bug me because yeah bolivia is where moss was but we also brought what was fucking wait was Maduro in, was he like in exile in Chile? Is that why I was thinking about him? I don't Maybe. know. I fuck yeah, up. remember he had to run off to, yeah, he might have had to run off to Chile for a second. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, no, Chile is like super, super capitalist. I fucking, I don't even remember anymore. It's too much shit to keep track of. Um, yeah, so we did our best. I have one more thing to bring up. Cool. Uh, um, very quickly, and then, wait, I have something else planned. But, um. Have you been paying attention to a lot of these, um, like, uh, court cases that they're trying to do for Trump and how no one is fucking with it at all and it's, like, a joke now? (laughs) I have been, yeah. Well, I've been kind of tuning out a little bit now because everyone's just like, there's not really anything... I mean, I, I, I heard that a lot of, like, the judges are just getting mad. They're just like, why are you even, like, this isn't even a thing. Like, you can't even bring this up. Like, what yep. are you talking about? So this is an, like, AB- this is an ABC article from November 16th. The recent scene in Clark County, Nevada, has become increasingly common in courthouses around the country as President Donald Trump continues to push thinly supported allegations of election misconduct and fraud. When Republican lawmakers in Nevada complained their observers were not close enough if they could not hear everything poll workers were saying, U.S. District Judge Andrew Gordon pushed back. At what point does this get ridiculous? The exasperated judge and appointee of President Barack Obama asked before ruling against the Republicans. In court hearings and opinions around the country, judges are voicing similar frustrations with the Trump campaign's legal filings to a degree rarely seen in venues where political rhetoric is genuinely, generally unwelcome, experts and courthouse veterans said. Judge after judge after judge has asked, in essence, where's the beef, said Carl Racine, the attorney general for the District of Columbia and a frequent Trump critic in a call with reporters Friday. 
We have seen numerous instances where affidavits have been filed, only to be immediately pulled back once tested in state and federal court, said Racine, whose own lawsuit against Trump in connection with the president's Washington, D.C. hotel is on hold pending appeal. I would not be surprised that if these baseless allegations continue, judges will begin to threaten and indeed issue sanctions. Imagine. Imagine if they fucking put sanctions against the Republicans involving voter fraud. God damn. What does that mean? Like they just have to pay up when they bring these No, that they fucking can't do it anymore. That they like they fucking cannot waste anybody's time. Right. Which would be crazy in and of itself because then so many people would be like, look, the courts won't even like let me exercise my free speech to waste people's time by suing them frivolously. But like it has gotten so bad that even these judges are like, dude, if you keep on coming at me, I'm gonna fucking literally throw the book at you. Yeah. Like you cannot waste my time anymore. You are wasting the court's time. Exactly. No, and they really are. And like they're wasting taxpayer. Grow the fuck up. You want to talk about like the party of fiscal responsibility. Motherfucker, you are wasting so much taxpayer money by filing these frivolous lawsuits. Yeah, how much does this even cost taxpayers each time they do? That would be a good report for someone to do, but I really couldn't tell you. But um, Jordan, I have one final question for the episode, and that is, my friend, would you be interested in playing a game? I always thought that the lyric was the funk so f u n k s o, not funk soul. So it's like the uh, the funk so. Yeah, I I thought it was funk so. I don't know. I just was like, I don't know. Yeah, I just said funk so rev. Funk so. I don't know. It's funk soul brother. Oh, funk soul brother. That makes sense. Yeah, but I always That's thought it was, not what I, was I always thought it was soul. funk so. Yeah. So I would like you to name the top 10 countries um, by total CO2 emission, a.k.a. the top biggest polluters in the world. Okay. All right. Awesome. I think I could do this. All right. So, and I will, so I'm going to give you the total CO2 emission in million metric tons. Okay? Okay. And then you will try to guess the country. So number one is 9,040, again, million metric tons of total CO2 emission. Are, is that, are you starting from... I'm like starting the from the top, fir- from the very top. The most Who is the, the biggest polluter? The biggest polluter in the, in the world. China. That is correct. All right, so number two... At 4,997, uh, you know, uh, CO2 emissions of for million metric tons. India. That is incorrect. It is the United States. Mm. Now, who is number three at 2,066 million metric tons of CO2 emissions? India. That is correct. Um, would you like to also know the per capita CO2 emission? As well, no. just for shits and giggles. Oh, okay. Um, all right. I mean, you can if you want. For the listeners, might. So for uh, for China, it's six point five nine. For America, it's fifteen point five three. So that's fifteen point five three metric tons of CO two emission per capita. That is so much CO two. <laughs> like each of us gives off that much. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And like it, a day or a year? Or? Um, I don't know the time frame on this, so yeah, I suck. Um, and then in India, it's only 1.58, to put that in perspective. So we're, we are 15.53, India is 1.58. Um, so who is number three at 1,468? Um, three? Excuse That's me, four. Good. Who's number four? Uh, say it again. Uh, 1,468 total uh, million metric tons of CO2 emissions. And this is based off per capita, right? No, I'm not asking you per capita. This is the total... No, I know, but I'm saying, okay, just total in general. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll give you the per capita once I tell you the country. Hmm. That's tough. Too much time Uh, is Russia? That is correct. It's Russia. And per capita, that's 10.19. All right, so who is number five? Um, At 1,141. Canada? That is incorrect. It is Japan. Oh, God. And theirs is 8.99 per per Mm. capita. Now, who is number six? And it's a big drop. This is only 729. So Brazil. uh, That is incorrect. It is Germany. And per capita, they are 8.93. Okay. Still less than America, but more than China. Um, all right, so who is number seven? The UK. Incorrect. That's South Korea with 585 oh. um, total, or 11.58 per capita. Mm, that makes sense. Who is number eight? Canada. Incorrect. Iran. 552 what? total and six, fuck? 6.98 per capita. I don't even know they have like enough cities to make pollution. Okay, so now, Jordan, who is number nine? Canada. <laughs> there you go, buddy. <laughs> uh, they have five, 549 uh, million metric tons total, which comes out to 15.32 per capita. Just under the United States. More than everybody else we've mentioned aside from the United States per capita. And finally, who's coming in at number 10? Brazil. Incorrect. Uh, They're number 11. Number 10 is Saudi Arabia. Motherfuckers. 531 uh, million metric tons in total, which comes out uh, per capita to 16.85, which is higher than everybody else that we've mentioned so far. Son of a bitch. So, I mean, you did okay. Andrew, will you please inform Jordan what he wins? I present to you, Gretel. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school, on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams, my childhood, with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. You deserve all of that. That is all. Yeah. That is all you. You finally have something to call your own. Fuck yeah! And um, we are done. We actually made a wonderful time today. Yeah. Um, thank you everybody if you're still listening. We very much appreciate it. Um, 
As always, uh, you can find the show on all the social media sites. From the show's page, you can find the individual stuff for myself, Jordan, and super producer Andrew. If you like the show, please like and subscribe. We are not doing any type of advertising. We're not giving anybody any fucking money because fuck them. Um, And because of that, the best way to spread the show is through you guys telling your friends and, you know, doing all that shit. So please, if you fuck with the show, please, please, please tell your friends. Please share it, you know, whatever. Just steal your fucking parents' phone. Put us on automatic download, all that bullshit. Um, We have a Patreon, uh, five bucks a month. You get an extra episode every week and access to our uh, Patreon-only Discord chat um, where we, you know, talk to everybody and there's... We got a couple people in there. It's it's pretty fun. Um, I can't think of anything else. I think that that's it, right? That's it. All right, guys. Um, please stay safe. Please continue to be vigilant. Um, with COVID stuff, we'll talk about the vaccines later. Um, I don't have a lot to say about that right now, but just don't fucking let your guard down with COVID. Um, if you're going to end up doing holiday bullshit, like fucking be safe i guess you would kind of have to start getting your test and quarantining now if you're going to go see people um but yeah uh have a good week we'll talk to you soon jump on the patreon and you will get another episode at the end of the week um yeah bye bye bye